أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله last week we were looking at some of the things that Imam Al-Ghazali said about basically opposing the self and, and these appetites that we have and I mentioned at the end of that podcast that I'd like to talk next week, and here we are, about how we can really fight these things and how we overcome them. And the first thing I want to say is that this, th- th- there was a debate amongst the ancients about nature and nurture. Is, is, are we just um, victims of our nature and can we actually nurture ourselves or be nurtured out of these these basic tendencies that we have and the the answer to that in our tradition is that even a dog can be taught uh, to to uh, hunt for you and a falcon can be taught to hunt for you that we can actually train animals and change their nature so that they become, in fact, the, 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 with knowledge, the dogs, even though normally you would not eat from a dog, but if a dog is mu'allam, if it's taught, and that's the actual word that the Quran uses, if it's taught, if it has ilm, then it's elevated to a higher status, and, and what it hunts is halal. And so knowledge is the way that we overcome these things, but... Here, and this is where it gets really, really important. The most important and single truth that we all have to understand if we want to actually change ourselves and overcome ourselves is that we can't do it by ourselves. That is the most fundamental truth. If you think that you can change, then not only do you have pride, but you will never be able to conquer yourself. You will never be able to overcome your appetites. You will never be able... Uh, to overcome whatever tribulation you have. The only way that you can do that is is through supernatural uh, power. And that supernatural power is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that and that's the imdad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. Allah is the one that can enable us to do that. Without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you cannot do it. And so people try and try again and again and again. And I keep failing. I tried so many times. Exactly, you tried. Because you did not rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you can overcome it. And one of the things that secularists hate is that the single most successful addiction treatment program is the 12-step program. And the reason why it's successful is because they begin by admitting their powerlessness to overcome their addiction. They have to acknowledge a power greater than them. And that's the only way that they can do it. And that's why it's successful. It's, it's, that's, that is the single reason that it's successful. And they use a, a prayer. The prayer that they use is the prayer of uh, Niebuhr, Reinhold Niebuhr, who is, a, is probably one of the most famous Protestant theologians of the 20th century, at least in the Western Hemisphere. But he, he wrote a book called Moral Man in, uh, an, immor- in uh, an Immoral Society, in which he argued that a lot of sinfulness is because everybody's doing it. That that when you have a society that is moral, people tend to be more moral. But when you 
when you when you have a society that's immoral people slip into sin much easier and that's why the it's a challenge for righteous people to be moral in an immoral society because they're going against the grain but how do they do that how do we become moral beings in a culture that is constantly assaulting us with gluttony with lust with envy i mean it's amazing how they use envy to sell products and and to make you envious of what other people have lifestyles of the rich and famous all of these uh, tools that they have in their toolbox become powerless when you acknowledge la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah there is no power there is no power to do obedience wala la hawla ala maasi wa la quwwata ala ta'a there's no way to avoid obedience and there's no power to enable me to do uh to avoid disobedience there's no there's no ability to avoid disobedience and there's no power to be obedient except with god except through god that's one of the meanings of la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and so ibn atayla says something amazing he says manas man istaghraba an yunqidhu allah min shahwatihi wa an yukhrijuhu min wujudi ghaflatihi faqad istajara istajara qudratan ilahiyya whoever deems it strange or does does not think that god can save him from his appetites and remove him from the the state of his heedlessness he has deemed divine power to be powerless to be incapacitated so that that is istighrab here means istibad you know he deems it unlikely that god can save him from his own appetites that it's 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 a, so once you acknowledge that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one only that can do that then you have the capacity to do it without it you can't do it and that's why it's really important to be, to remember that kana allahu ala kulli shay'in muqtadara allah is is capable of doing all things in fact ohio the state motto of ohio i think they tried to change it but it says with god all things are possible and and that is a metaphysical truth that is acknowledged uh, even in a state motto well, so if you're suffering right now from uh, some kind of addiction if you're suffering from if you're going on a pornographic site if you're find yourself doing these things over and over again and you don't think god can take you out of that state then you have incapacitated the power of god and and so what you have to do the first thing you have to do is acknowledge i am powerless but god is all powerful and through god i can remove these things allah will enable me the divine istita'a This is what Imam At-Tahawi in his Aqidah talks about the two types of capacity the divine capacity the divine enablement and then the 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 human enablement of means and things when those two come together that's when reality happens so you have to acknowledge that with Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and if you do that you will be able to to uh, to overcome but then and this is where Ibn Atayla is is one of our truly great spiritual geniuses. He says rubbama waradat al-zulm 'alayka liy'arrifaka qadra ma manna bihi 'alayka. Sometimes these dark things that you fall into 
are a means by which God causes you to realize the blessings of being in a state of obedience. I got a letter a, f- a few days ago from a man who told me that he had been in such an incredible state. And then suddenly, after years of really struggling, he became really successful and he started making a lot of money. And he said his dean went out the window and he was he was like asking me for help about this. Like, how do I get my dean back? And he said, I'm really struggling with this. Well, the Prophet mentioned about wealth that causes you to transgress. And he, these are one of the five things that he warned about. Se- sorry, seven things that he warned about. One of them was ghinan mutqi, mutqian, like a, a wealth that will cause you to transgress. There was a man, Tha'laba, who used to come to the Prophet and beg him to make dua for wealth. He would say, Ya Rasulullah. And he was always in the front of the prayer line. Always. He was always the first one in the, in the, in the prayer line. And he begged the Prophet, and he kept doing it. And the Prophet wouldn't make that dua for him, but he kept asking, and he was unrelenting. And finally, the Prophet made a dua for him. And, and he yeah, got some wealth, he got some animals, and then those animals had animals. And then suddenly he had, he had more and more wealth. And he, he began, because he had to take his animals out and graze them, he got further and further away from the masjid. And then he started not showing up. Uh, for the prayer, and then when uh, he was, the Prophet sent his zakat collectors, when zakat came down, he said, what are we like Christians now? And so when when the Prophet was told that, he refused to accept zakat from him. And then the, 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 the later ones wouldn't accept zakat from him. And finally, Uthman uh, relented but the point is is that that's a man who didn't know that that wasn't the right thing for him and that's why you never ask specifically you always do istikhara let Allah choose for you what's good for you you might be struggling in your business it might be the best thing for you but no we want it our way and this is where you know one of the things Imam al-Ghazali says and this is one of the most powerful things I've, I've ever heard him say and he said many many powerful things he said that when you get angry about things not going your way, you are basically angry because because matters were in accordance to God's will as opposed to your will. And what 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 you know, thy will be done, not my will be done. And that's where you have pride and that's why pride is the underlying human crisis this pride thinking you can do it yourself thinking that you're doing some gift to god think don't tell me how much you've done for islam i mean you can say like that famous speech you know, ask not what Islam can do for you, but ask what you can do for Islam. You know, I mean, what you what you think that you're doing some favor to God? Everything's from Al-Mannan. He's the only one that can do that. Like he can remind us of all the blessings he's given us. He can do that. When we attempt to remind, like, look how much I've done for you. What did you do for me? What have you done? Everything you did for me, and I'm, I am obliged to thank people for helping me. 
But I have to see that there are means by which God has helped me. Because if I don't, it's, it's shirk. But I do. We thank the asbab and we honor the asbab. That's true. But we have to also recognize that's what they are. They're means. They're not ends. That Allah is the end. Everything ends with God. And so that's a very different approach to this. So he's saying sometimes he'll do this in order for you to know his blessings. So that's really important. You know, that sometimes your appetites happen to show you the blessing of being able to contain yourself, to restrain yourself from those appetites. So it's, it's what they call in Alcoholics Anonymous, falling off the wagon. You know, that that will happen in, in your struggle. And that's why the nafs al-lawama, those are the good people. You're not at mutma'inna yet, but you're fighting it. So if you fall, you just get back on. If you fall, you get back on. If you fall, you get back on. That's the path. And I was once in a, I was in Kuwait with Sheikh Abdullah bin Bayya, and we were in the airport, and there was a soccer team that came from one of the Arab countries, and they were all young men, athletes. They looked very, you know, really in good shape and everything. And Sheikh, mashallah, he has that uh, beautiful aspect, and he just has the haba of, of the scholars. And we were sitting, and this athlete came up to him, and he was wearing his these um, athletic clothes with the team name on it. And he came up and he, and he kneeled down before Shaykh Abdullah and he told him, he said, I struggle constantly with sinfulness. You know, astaghfirullah, I do things and then I make tawbah and I go back and I do things, I make tawbah. And I just, I, I'm, I, feel, I, I just feel disgusted with myself. And Shaykh Abdullah looked at me and he said, Stamir. You know, like, keep going. Keep struggling. That's it. Like you, you know, there's a there's a hadith Qudsi that uh, the Prophet said, وسلم, said that Shaytan swore an oath to God, I will lead all of your servants astray. Uh, and I will him, like I will put in them desire for sin and they will sin. And and Allah said to Shaytan, and as long as they turn back to me, I will continue to forgive them. So it's like that is, that's it. That's the path. It's like you fall, you get back up, but you don't let shaitan win. And the way you don't let shaitan win is you keep making that toba with an azima to, to conquer your appetite. And you will do it. It, it, it can take Ibn al-Munkadr, who's one of the great scholars of Islam. He's really considered one of the greatest of the tabi'in. He was amazing man in Medina. He was Imam Malik's teacher. And Imam Malik, Ibn Anas, said, we used to go to Ibn Munkadr and we would feel contempt for ourselves for weeks after sitting with him because he was so amazing. Like his spiritual state was so exalted. Ibn Munkadir, I mean, this is a man who Malik Ibn Anas was in awe of. He said, I fought myself for 50 years before it finally surrendered. <laughs> so that's the path. It's just, it's that struggle. 
And and if you don't know the blessings of of obedience and practice, and you're not grateful for them, they'll be taken away from you. And and that's why his next hikma is man lam ya'rif qadr al-ni'am bi wujdaniha uqiba bi wujudi fuqdaniha that whoever does not know the 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 weight of the blessings when he has them his punishment is to know them once he's lost them and so our basic state when we're children is innocence and we enter into adulthood and we begin to sin and then that that darkens our souls but you polish the soul with toba and with good deeds and with good actions and with knowledge and all these things and and that's the struggle you it's a it's a harab sijal it's a war of attrition us versus shaitan and if you're a believer you will win in the end even if it even if it takes a long time so the single most important thing for you to overcome yourself is not to rely on yourself but to rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa ala rabbihim yatawakkalun on their lord they rely that's tawakkal and this is why Imam al-Ghazali, in his genius, he put in his Ihya, the chapter on Tawheed is called Tawheed wa Tawakkul. Because it's through seeing the unity of God and seeing God behind everything that you're able to trust in God. Because you're aware that he is omnipresent with his knowledge. He's, he's with us always. And he will never abandon us as long as we call on him. He is a generous Lord. He will never abandon us as long as we call on him. And whatever sin you might be in, you have to know. All you have to do is turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with tawbah. He is a tawab. And, and, and that's who our Lord is. He's the oft returning. As long as you return to him, he will return to you. In If you come back to me, I'll come back to you. That's what he said to Bani Israel. The Jews can turn to God anytime they want. They're, they they were his chosen people. He 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 elevated them. He privileged them above humanity. He gave them so many gifts, and he reminded them, You know, remember the blessings that I gave upon you. They were given all those prophets, all those things. But if if they're in sinfulness, if they're in disobedience, we should want good for them. We should want guidance for them because they're children of prophets. Who wouldn't want good for children of prophets? And so that's, that's our tradition, is to struggle with the self until the self submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's recalcitrant, and that's, that's the nature of the soul. It will fight, and we have, to, we have to fight better, more intelligent, more strategic. And inshallah, Allah will give us tawfiq. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, I'm, I, want, I want to talk next week about the particularly the sin of the eye because the eye of all things is the quickest to corrupt the heart so whatever you're watching just know that those images that you're allowing into your heart if they're corrosive they will destroy the spirituality of your heart and it's said that the inner eye is far more delicate than the outer eye. And look how a little speck, when it gets into your eye, there, there's nothing you can do until you get that speck out of your eye. 
It's just amazing, a tiny little speck. And the inner eye is far more sensitive than that outer eye. So you have to really protect uh, your eyes. It's interesting. It says, say to the believers to lower their gaze and then guard their private parts. Is there a direct relationship? Direct relationship. And then it says that it is is purer for them. So inshallah, uh, uh, that's what I'd like to talk about. The, the crises of pornography in our community and in the general community and also uh, globally, it's become such a horrific problem. And it's also, it's, it's just involved, the people that are producing it are some of the most evil people on this planet. There's sexual trafficking. There's just the things that they do to these poor women that are involved in these things is, is horrific. Um, so I, I want to talk about that because uh, I think it, it's a serious problem. And it's one of the major things that uh, we need to overcome uh, is, is the sins of the eye, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi. Until next week, inshallah.